0: Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl Snobby, and today we are talking about black women in holistic health. I have two of the baddest social workers with me. Y'all welcome. Ladies, go ahead and introduce yourself. Esther, you can start.
1: Good evening, everybody. My name is Esther Annan. I am a licensed master's level social worker. I'm licensed by the state of New York and I practice in a, a different, different arenas from not for private private work name it i'm there using my social work lens to really bring about any kind of like pretty much this is life and reality to the work that i do so how at me <laughs> Go on, Hi, tina. Okay. i am tina marie brown joseph
2: it's a mouthful i <laughs> am a clinical social worker um i also have my master's in public health and i work in HR, in a big hospital in New York
0: City. I told you, I'll only bring you out of that. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So ladies, let's just jump right in. So the first thing I want to talk about is what you're seeing in your workspaces with Black women and how they're dealing with COVID, not being able to like have close proximity with people, and, and also how they're dealing with the whole Black Lives Matter on top of you know the original pandemic on top of the new pandemic. Mm-hmm. So Tina, you can you can take this because you're you're in New York, so it's all the way live. <laughs> it's all the way in live in New York, new York City. Yes. <laughs> so, um.
2: As far as the Black Lives Matter, which is a it's not new, but it's new to some. Um. It's a lot. Um, in a place that the majority of us are are not. African-Americans that are not minorities, it, it sometimes feels like you are that person that they have all these questions and, you know, they want to ask you, you know, how are you dealing with this? And, you know, I feel so sorry, you know, I didn't know you had a son that, these were the things you had to talk to with them because I have a son. So I'm like, this is not new. Like, a <laughs> high, yeah, high I didn't know this before. So it's just dealing with that. Um, The good thing is that they have like a lot of racial talks. Now they set up a lot of things like open forums for people to talk openly and honestly about it. And it's a good conversation. And I think that's the start, like having the conversation and being aware. That's the first step, I think, is being aware and then educating yourself after that. So, okay, now you know the problem. Now let's educate yourself. Like I'm not your educator. Yeah, there's that's books. a that's a big thing for me. I've I'm, I'm not about the school you sis. Exactly. There's books, Google <laughs> newspapers, there's the news, there's encyclopedias, yeah. the you're gonna take it back to old school. Like <laughs> you need to educate
0: yourself. Yeah, I had I did have the old school Britannica. <laughs> yeah. My dad still has it. Oh, I, be, I believe my grandmother still has hers. I refuse to even walk upstairs to find out. <laughs> Esther, how about you?
1: I think um, I have to say that I'm blessed because before I'm at a new job right now um, that started June 1st, and thank thank God because you know that's a blessing in itself nowadays. Mm -hmm. And prior to this new job, I worked with a very racially conscious organization where um, a lot of our work was rooted in DEI, so we didn't and me being in leadership and having other people of color join Mm. in on the conversation of any kind of conversation, it was always a safe space. Mm, So I think I've been been sheltered, I would say, to be in a space of, what was it like, I was with them for almost eight years, Mm. and the space that I'm in right now recently, um, not recently, but have made a commitment to racial equity work, so being in that space too, that's also being acknowledged um, predominantly my opinion matters. And it's not like, we're ask you what I start before I left the old job. It was as what do you think at my new job as what do you think? So it's, that's a blessing in itself because not every space is like that. Yeah. So if, you have, if you're fortunate enough enough to have that space, then, you know, there's something that you have to sort of embrace for your people because it's, how do you create that space for people to just talk? knowing that it's discomforting right like nobody wants to have this talk but Mm -hmm. we acknowledge that this is the safe space to have that conversation and and we have that and i'm just that's why i think sometimes people will say well you know Esther, that's not real but it's real to me in my world and in the space that i look to be in within my profession so i just say i'm blessed because my opinion matters and i make sure my opinion matters Mm -hmm.
0: I think you nailed that when you said that you're sheltered. Because I am not the only person of color um, at my job or on my team. My team is predominantly POC. And a lot of us still feel like we don't have a safe space to to talk. They have recently started having, like, town halls and, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: safe spaces to talk. But, uh um, this sounds good. <laughs> like like it, it feels like the banana in the tailpipe. And like it, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel genuine. So right. and the reason why it doesn't feel genuine is because there are a lot of microaggressions that that people I work with are dealing with and, and a lot of people just in general are dealing with because right now jobs are quote unquote scarce and people are lucky to still have their job. And well Tina, you're in HR. What what is your experience with people who Maybe feel like you know they can't be open and honest, even though there's a safe space just because of the climate that we're in, or are you even experiencing that with anyone at work i don't I don't think so. I think
2: the climate right now, people are being open and honest. They're mm-hmm. saying that they they don't understand mm-hmm. um they didn't know um and and they're checking themselves, which I think is good. good. They're like, oh, I didn't know that could happen. Oh, I didn't realize what I was doing was affecting this person. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was like a racist gesture. Like okay. and it's not only like, you know, Caucasians, it's Indians that work with Indian, you know, all yeah. different races did didn't realize that, you know, you see a black person walking down the street and you move to the side. That's your own thought. Of, that's innate bias. That's uh, innate racism. <laughs> that's, exactly. But they don't, they didn't realize that that's what that was. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so They just
2: thought like, I'm fearful because, you know, I've seen this portrayed, yeah. you know, on a show. And yeah. that's the stereotype that they think. So I think that people are being open and honest. And there's no backlash and, and the good thing right now, nobody's, Getting threatened for their job, nobody's. That's great. Off. At my company, yeah, we we happened to get
0: raises during the pandemic. I, I think those of us that are in healthcare, we didn't really, we didn't get the brunt of the yeah. the layoffs like other people did. But what were you about to say, Esther?
1: What I was going to say is that more now than ever, the awareness is there. So people, mm-hmm. people, not white people, people, people are, are just conscious. Uh and aware of what they do and how it impacts what we're dealing with right so whether you're in the grocery store and a white woman um wants to go to the next aisle rather than standing on this aisle that's that white woman's issue whether you remain in this aisle or whether you don't remain in this aisle i'm in this aisle that's a problem for you and not necessarily a problem for me so the awareness piece is big and i also think that the welcoming again of the conversation is there. Like it's just there, you can't, there isn't a newspaper article that you open up that doesn't mention what's going on. There isn't a TV show that you watch that doesn't mention what's going on. Movies are being made right now about what's going on. Like it's, you can't hide from it, right? And so the people that are choosing to turn a blind eye, that's them, but there are more not turning the blind eye than those that are turning the blind eye. And I think it's it's good for us to acknowledge the more than to acknowledge the few. Because giving them power is acknowledging that they're actually, they have a space to behave in that manner. No, you don't have that space. Not when I'm in the room. You can have that space any other time. But when you're in this space... This is that safe space and the conversation is going
0: to happen and be okay with it. So how how do we, how do we help people who are, they're they're not as blessed to be in spaces where it's free flow conversation and the conversation is welcome. That is not everybody's Mm
1: -hmm.
0: truth. That's not most people's truth. Most people are still in a space where if they say something, they will face repercussions. People are still living in neighborhoods with neighbors. I live in a predominantly elderly white <coughs> portion of central Florida. <laughs> so I don't even need to fill in the blanks, but I will. A lot of these motherfuckers been racist, they're probably still racist, but they ain't been to say shit because I don't really like the motherfucker to say shit too. But everybody is not a me. Everybody is not a you ladies. There's a lot of people that are still dealing with it or well, what, what tools or tips can you give them to try to make them, I don't know, just enable them
1: to like and move about the cabin without feeling fucking fearful. So I, I think this is where the spiritual part of me will come out is that That's why be yourself. You have to you have to notice the difference between assertive advocacy, right, and aggressive advocacy. Because one is going to make you fail. Right, like not everybody wants to hear a rah 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 approach. Some people, you just gotta like, this is what it is, and this mm-hmm. is what it's not, and be okay with the consequence that comes with, whether negative or positive. Um, if if don't go into an environment where you feel like yourself is lost, that's not good on your mental. First of all, mm-hmm. right. So if you face something that is wrong in any kind of way. It's how you approach it. We all can get angry. We, all, we have that space in us because we're people. But how you approach it and what you're going to get out of it, be comfortable with whatever way that you're going to get because of the way you approached it. So address it when it happens. Don't be afraid to address it when it happens. But be mindful of how you're going to address that.
2: I think that people have to own their Blackness. Like, you're Black and that's who you are. And I think that joining groups that affirm that, like I'm part of Jack and Jill. My, my children go to predominantly white schools. And the reason why I choose to be in certain groups is because I don't want them to forget who they are. And I think that, um, some adults are still dealing with that. They don't really know who they are and they don't, they're black, but they don't, they, they, they feel like they're not that black person. Yeah. yeah. Not, like, I wouldn't be in that situation. How do you know?
1: I need to know yeah. the difference between that then, because like what's black yeah. and not black? Like,
0: but you, somebody, know, you know what? Very, very, very funny because I just had this conversation over the weekend. I followed this Afro Latina page, and basically the post was like, if you're Afro Latina, you are black. And some of the people in the comments, we're just out and out fucking stupid and I happen to have time and a drink. So, <laughs> let my happy ass right in the comments. And they were saying, oh, just cause your grandmother's black doesn't make you black. And I was like, so you big dumb. Like you a different kind of dumb. Cause that is exactly what makes your ass black. <laughs> a drop. See, your grandmother didn't beat your ass. That's the problem. Your grandmother probably was one of those blacks that thought she wasn't that black and she didn't beat your ass. Cause had she beat your ass, you would know. <laughs> that your grandmother being black does in fact make you black so it really like that shit is not a foreign concept this shit Tina, saying like this shit happens often a lot of people think they're the exception I think black. that's darker than me mm-hmm. somebody called me light skin before and i was like oh so y'all niggas this little crack crack <laughs> well you know what the, um, i was like
1: y'all know that, that, that other all shit. <laughs> brown-skinned girl right so i was i don't know where i was i think it was was it two week either last week or two weeks ago, and I was with um, a friend of mine who was sharing with me that two four year olds were fighting over that song. Um, the four year olds were one was darker skin, the other one was lighter skin, and the lighter skin girl told the darker skin girl, "Well, you can't skin you can't sing this song because your your skin is not dark enough." That's I mean like four years old. <laughs> Four years old. So that shit is learned behavior. You know, don't, know what I'm saying? Because at
0: four years old, you don't. What do you know? That's not your. At four
1: years old, you not that's about shit. some Barbie dolls or some girl. shit. No, no. The, 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 never, the, never said the that. dark, clean girl told that dark skin. The light skin. Um, she hears know, that shit in her house. She's here exactly. It's learned behavior. She hears that shit in her house. You learn hate. You learn hate. you
0: don't. You, do, you learn hate. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Learn Absolutely. You. you, you hate that, hate. That's an absolute fact. So one of the things that me and Esther were talking about um before you uh before you got um to the call Tina we were just mm-hmm. talking about like just the different ways that people are receiving this time like Esther said that she sees this time like as a time of reflection and I was like I I call this time uh, a reaping season I feel like mm-hmm. everybody's reaping what the fuck they sow good bad <laughs> or indifferent like white people y'all motherfuckers is uncomfortable as fuck cause y'all sow these motherfucking seeds and now you're reaping it like y'all been fucking with us for four whole centuries with your bored asses and now you're reaping it and i feel like that's also happening with individuals like people who have been like really like going through it the last few years like working hard got their head down trying to make things happen even in spite of everything that's been going on i've been seeing a lot of people like flourish new businesses are popping up people are doing really Mm -hmm. well and i just feel like it's a reaping season I hope you sold some good shit in advance because you might be reaping some bullshit right now. But um, Tina, how what how do you view this season? This time I, that we this season is like finding
2: who you are. Like what 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 why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like finding what your worth is, like what's your passion. I think that's why a lot of people are flourishing at in this time, just because it's like you have time
1: mm-hmm.
2: to mm-hmm. think to do things that you could never do. Like, I'm cooking like I am chef. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a plate. Send me a plate. <laughs> and it's because you have the time. So if this is something that you like, make the time for There's no, There's no distractions. So that's why I think all of this happened at the right time. Just because we were all quarantined. We were all home. We are all watching the news. And it's like, you have the time now. You have the time to protest. You have the time to advocate. You have the time. You know, there's no distractions. Yeah. Kids are not in school. You're not running around, getting in the house 8 o'clock at night, you know, going trying to cook, going straight to bed. Like, we have the time. And yeah. I think that this was the perfect time. Like, people will say 2020 vision. I was talking to my husband the other day, and I was like, "This is really 2020 vision." Because people was like, "Oh, 2020's canceled, you know, this because of the pandemic." But it's not yeah. 2020 all the way here, all the way
1: live, all the way live. <laughs> all the way live. <laughs>
2: 2020 vision. Like everybody's yeah. eyes are wide mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody is seeing clear. Leak right now, and I think that that's why it happened. Now, I think everything happens for a reason. I always say that, and I think that this. Was and is the time for it to happen because the distractions are limited. Yes, people are going back to work. Yes, things, but you still have the time, and now people are focused on make you know turning these wrongs to rights. Yeah, making the time. Like I'm donating to things I've never donated to. You know, I'm educating myself because I I don't know everything either. Nobody does. And you know, I'm learning.
0: Yeah,
2: that's a good point. But um, (laughs) I'm learning the laws. And, you know, there's things that people are not supposed to do. When you get pulled over, this is you shouldn't do, you know, think what you should do, what you shouldn't do. you know, being in from the Bronx, you know, you need to know your rights. We damn sure do.
0: (laughs) Esther, go ahead.
1: So... To all my black ladies, to all my ladies that are listening, I think that this is a period of reflection and discovery. Mm -hmm. I say that because most of the time we're stuck in that plan, action, plan, action, plan, action. And we never have that time to sit back and reflect and discover new things. And so while we have this period, um, you know... God rest everybody's soul that has passed because of this situation. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that are fortunate enough to be counted among the living every day, use that period for yourself introspect. Like, what is it that you like to do for the first time in your life as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, as a caretaker? Because you don't usually get that opportunity. So now that you have this opportunity, own it. Make it your own. Um, find the things, discover the things that you normally would not have the time to do because of the fact that you have this obligation and that obligation and this obligation. So, this is the period. Whether we're reaping what we've sown, however, way that comes out, take that time to actually find out if you're reaping what you've sown um, and reflect and, and discover new things because tomorrow is promised to those that wait. and. When you become into that tomorrow, go in there with some goals. Go in there with some new ideas. Um, how are you going to be different in a good way? Not in that negative way that you used to be, right? That conflictual way that you used to be. That I'm com- going to keep that. I'm going to keep that, that. I'm not letting that go. I'm, I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> nature, you know, that competitive nature that you have. Like That's a lot of energy that you're pushing out. That, listen,
0: listen. For some Bring of us, that's our strong suit. For some of us, that, that is why we're successful. Like, I I have, an, I have an adversarial healthy. job. The concept of being Health. anything but competitive is Do absurd to me.
1: <laughs> as long as you find yourself doing it healthy, go for it, by all means. Mm. Because I know you, I know you exercise a lot. So I know Hel- healthy is su- subjective.
0: That's <laughs> why I exercise a lot to keep I know. From I
2: fucking know. people up exactly. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's your coping mechanism
0: right. it is my coping mechanism <laughs> and when the gym no no bullshit when the gyms were closed I was like yo somebody's gonna get fucked up like <laughs> I can't function like this like there's no version that's why I gained all this goddamn weight <laughs> I don't see it I, it's there this is thick snobby,
1: okay. <laughs> this, is, this is twenty twenty quarantine, quarantine plus twenty. Yeah, well,
0: twenty twenty plus twenty pounds, okay. This is thick <laughs> snobby. All right, I can wear poofy shorts like a real, you know, thick girl now because <laughs> I got I got all type of extra weight. But I I was like, I am losing my mind, mm-hmm. not being able, like I couldn't run because my ankle is bad. And because I have severe allergies and I live in Florida that like I had environmental allergies, indoor and outdoor. So I'm literally allergic to life. <laughs> <laughs> but you love life. <laughs> I love life. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. But so like I couldn't run cause I didn't have access to a treadmill yeah. and I was like, so I can't get in the gym. Only thing that's open is the liquor store. Oh, y'all want me to catch a case. This is operation catch a case. Easy. <laughs> Y'all are fucking with me right now. Easy. Easy. No. However, <laughs> I managed. The gyms are back open. I'm in a good place. I'm going to the gym after I'm done recording. Your gyms <laughs> are open? My gyms are, I live in Florida, aka DeSantis. Don't give a fuck. I can't. He's trying say. to reopen the schools. And that, that's like another thing. Like a lot of parents here, and if you ladies can speak to that in, in any way, shape, or form. Like just some fucking coping mechanism for these parents to keep their heads on saying, because he's planning to mean. open the schools in August. I don't know. I don't Bruh, know. not only is it not safe to have more than really like a couple of people that you've already been <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, that 10 is not it. even a valid number unless it's <laughs> 10 people you already been with. Cause 10 <laughs> new people ain't even fucking safe to be around. So 10 ain't even a valid number. Like it's already unsafe to be in, in mass spaces. But he's he's gonna reopen the schools for the young kids, all of, all of Florida, at least my county, because um, it was a big thing on the news last week. They are understaffed as far as medical staff. Wow. So you're gonna open the school during the global pandemic when we were already understaffed. We already don't have enough school nurses.
1: Wow.
0: We already know that respiratory issues are prevalent in children of color. Big surprise! Who's high risk? People with respiratory issues, the me's of the world, the people that are on asthma pumps every day, like me. And I've been asthmatic since I was a kid. And so, a lot of the parents that I know here, they're like, "Man, I might shoot this shit, <laughs> or I might not send my kid back to school." Just that's you know, okay. Tina, right.
2: I'm and and have to have to work. I have no children, so that's it um. <laughs> Yeah, I have to, and they're both home. And um, it's like you have to work. Like even though I am working from home right now, it's still a struggle because it's like you still have to do your nine to five, and they're doing their, you know, their thing too, and you have to help them with that. And some parents don't have that luxury of staying home, so they might send their kids to school because then they won't have a job. And that's my concern. Yep. And that's the thing, like. You know, if you have, if you don't, it's either your job or your kids. And it's like, sometimes if you you lose your job, you
0: really
1: can't take care of your kids.
0: Yeah. So, so it's. The census is a dick.
1: There was a really good New York Times article that came out about a parent, um, talking exactly about this, about the missing voice of parents as they, um talk about opening up schools and girl I ain't
0: got no kids and I'm in a fucking frenzy over here do not do this like, and
2: it's like do you you have to make the choice like here in New York um, the mayor announced that he's going to be doing like group A, group B you know three days a week in school two days a week uh-huh. virtual then the next week the, two hybrid days. Mo-
1: the hybrid model
2: yeah and it's like okay that sounds good right but is my job going to be the hybrid model Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, you you have to be realistic. And it's like, yes, you got to work it out. But some people can't work it out. Like, are you going to leave your kids at home by themselves? And that's going to be another thing. You want to catch a, a case.
1: And then you want to
0: catch a case.
1: I feel bad for parents because it's and not. I think a lot of
0: people were doing
2: that, though, leaving
0: their kids by themselves. I don't think they had no choice, but you that's how you catch it. Well, depending on where you at, a DCS case or a CPS case or a case, whatever the acronym is, wherever you live your work, <laughs> you, okay. you will catch a case, though, and they will snatch <laughs> your kids and lock your ass up. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy, and, and that always adversely affects people of color and poor people, which also tend to be people of color but Esther,
1: so we, what were you going to say about I that mean, you can't no, work I was going to say that it, it it just talked about the age that we're in right now parents have to have there's only two choices you have send your kids to school or have a job and, and both of those are hard at this time so that voice more i think more parents need to start talking there's not a lot of that happening i right think
2: now. they're talking but they're not listening <laughs> Got it yeah because
0: yeah, yeah. i'm like i like, this is where, like, this is where I got the insight from. Like, when I seen it, and also probably because I used to be an educator, because I used to work in the schools, mm-hmm. when I seen it, I was like, oh, no, nah, this is fucking crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: First of all, you can't put kids in the school and think kids are going to socially distance. They're fucking kids. They're and, not- and, and they're kids, be- kids that haven't seen their friends like- in months.
1: And <laughs> they shouldn't be treated as if, like, they're caged. And then I Correct. Think- that's Correct. what it's going to be like it's gonna be like this militant type of atmosphere very traumatic for kids to go into an environment like that and i don't think that's being thought about either and i just said that out loud for the first time because i haven't been thinking like that either because when you're talking about straight line walking and six feet apart and um, um with, with, with fucking second graders right kindergartners oh, be them.
0: realistic
1: like they don't they don't do it it's not <laughs> realistic
0: it's not realistic it's not it's, it's, it's not and i and i personally i feel like it's unhealthy as shit yeah. Yeah. if we don't have enough nurses i have no doubt that we don't have enough social workers in the schools mm-hmm. that that's a given because mm-hmm. the nurses truck they, they they're gonna hire a nurse before they hire a social worker oh, so really? we're running low on nurses we're definitely running low. We're running even lower on social workers. And to your point, this is going to be hella traumatic for small kids yeah. to be getting disciplined for just being six-year-olds. Pull your mask up. Pull your mask More
1: up. More suspension. Yeah. Well, let's talk it out now. More suspensions, which were Of what? course, of, of course. people of what? People of color. So color. Yeah, so it, it's just a lot of systemic... And, that, and now they're
0: back home after the parent done figured out a system to get their kid to school so they could go to oh, work. Man. Now the kid is back home. Like, it's a concentric sprawl of bullshit yeah. set up to fuck DeSantis. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Fuck DeSantis the long <laughs> way. Um, but before... <laughs> like, I really... Like, I, you know, I'm super, super active... Here in Florida, like, because we gotta get, rid of everybody. Like, <laughs> like, gotta get rid of everybody. No, we really do. Like, I feel like the human race is gonna be extinct because these motherfuckers just don't care. Like, they just. Florida. They like you, like these people yeah, in Florida yeah. do not care. They don't care about any. You know, these are Cheetos homeboys, so they don't care about anybody they but don't themselves. Care. So they, don't, they don't think of the collective. People are not listening. Like. The minimum thing you gotta do is wear a mask. Minimum. Wow, half of these stupid motherfuckers stupid. ugly. So <laughs> put that shit on anyway, bro. Cause I ain't trying to see your face. How about that shit, mo?
2: <laughs> and they committed all these things. They're getting videotaped. If you had a mask on, nobody would have known who you
0: were. <laughs> I mean, we'll figure out other ways to find you. Black Twitter is a very, very good at tracking people. It's so crazy how they <laughs> find these people so fast i live on twitter i'd be on black twitter like get that bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you need to hire them for the fbi
0: wow. I, seriously they are way better than they everybody where you live your job your everything person. wow so this happened a lady harassed um she harassed this black dude she flipped him off um called him a nigga. he followed her uh, he recorded her she had a mask on cool. and she you know she started doing the fucking Amy Cooper shit oh my god get off of me meanwhile he's clearly a distance away cuz he's recording and she's yelling and screaming but she's got her mask on so she thinks that she won't be seen she's like oh you're not gonna cause me to lose my job he recorded her place <laughs> boom bitch gotcha <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bitch we escaped slavery we are witty are you fucking crazy no, you think we can't find you? I don't get yo. They catch them in like no lie, one hour of posting. Wow. Yo, easy, easy. I'm telling you, i will be sitting on Twitter. I would like get up to go to the bathroom, come back, do up find that bitch. Kids, exactly. <laughs> they know went home her grandmother Wow. He's work for the FBI. Wow. So, like, my final question before, um, before I give you guys the floor, just to give us your final thoughts, um, Amy Cooper. She's the one in Central Park that called the police on Buddy and carried on, showed her ass. Buddy called the cops. Now there's a whole new law because of her ass. Awesome. And, and, Buddy's, and Buddy's response was, oh, everybody was too mean to her. Why are black people, <laughs> what? The, the, the victim said that we, basically that social media overdid it. And Basically in defending him He felt like we went too far Because everybody caused her to lose her job And her life was in turmoil And all this other shit Bruh, she didn't give a fuck about you losing your life But you're defending her Against the people that went to bat for you So Why do y'all think (laughs) Black people so damn apathetic Like y'all deal with the nicer (laughs) side of humans (laughs) So I am interested in why Because I deal with the ugly side of humans (laughs) I'm going to
2: tell you why. Because it's embedded in us. We are forgiving because of our history. Like, even though he knew what happened was wrong, it's like we don't want to see nobody fail. Which which doesn't, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Like, in that instance, I wouldn't give two shits. At all. Fire up, send her to jail. I love Cuomo. He named the law after us. So she will forever remember that she messed up. It, you understand what I'm saying? But it's like that's a lot of us just have that forgiving nature. Like we,
0: and I don't know what it is. It, isn't it, it, but it's it, it's contrary to being a human because humans are animals, and as an animal, self-preservation is your natural instinct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To be apathetic to someone who's trying to kill you. It's contra to being a human being, but I don't think I don't think that's everybody. No, um, no, but it's in large lo- it's it's in, it's in large droves. Black people in large droves. At least the generation I would say our generation and the generations prior to us in large droves. Those are some sympathetic. <laughs> oh my god, I I know they did that, yeah. but don't don't hurt them. Bitch, I'm in the her life. You crazy? And I, I think that.
2: I think that sometimes we put ourselves in their shoes. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Like, I wouldn't want one mistake to mess up my whole life. And I think that's how, if he said that, uh, and you said he said it. He said it. That's probably what he's thinking. Like, this, this one video is going to ruin her entire life, her entire existence. And he's probably putting himself in his shoes like, I'm, he's was fifty years old, almost 50, almost fifty. Yeah,
0: he, he was in his late forties.
2: Yeah, like I worked this long for what I have, and it's all ruined because of this one moment. And I think that's what it is. He probably was reflecting on himself and thinking what what would happen if I did this. I don't think it it, ha- it was really about her. And most of the time, when people are talking, it's not really about the other person. It's really about yourself. Yeah he probably felt bad like if this happened to me well I will be devastated
0: that's so crazy because that one moment really did almost fuck up your whole life sir I know but he's not like it's like I know no 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 I totally understand what you're saying I'm just saying like that's so crazy for it to be anyone's train of thought to put yourself in somebody else's shoes when your shoe was almost smoked (laughs) like
1: you know (laughs) I've been silent because um, my response is is personal. So, um, Tina, you're absolutely right in that you kind of that conditioning Mm -hmm. of being empathetic in nature Mm -hmm. means something, even when you're faced with your own life being um, toiled with or whatever the case may be, because (laughs) when you have the opportunity to do something bad to somebody and you want to exercise it so bad you're you're conflicted within so some people just like you said some people can be can have conflict with with retaliation or revenge Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be and for me and my experience which was traumatic a lot of that was that it was there's a conflict in me it's another black man Mm -hmm. who's going to get in trouble for you know whatever it is that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my conflict that I had to deal with that until it was like, but well, wait a minute, I got to Natasha level, which is like, wait, this person did something bad to me and they should have a consequence for what they did to me. But it's a lot of, um, internal mm-hmm. self stuff that you go through mm-hmm. to, to actually get to a point where you want to say, I forgive. There is, I mean, like, I can't even, not for me, the forgiveness is, God is still working on me. I'll say that. Amen. You know what but at the same time, it's that conflict of of being at peace or carrying this sh- with you. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather choose peace than choose all this with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could, could have been in that that kind of mindset. That's, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, it could
2: have been something like, as you said, it could have been something from itself. It's past. A lot of people deal with things that, you know, their own past and their own feelings mm-hmm. and they bring that to the situation. I always say people have their own baggage and we Absolutely. all have our own baggage and we don't know what people are carrying and what triggers people trigger people, you know. Yeah. In general. Like, so yeah. I think that that's a lot for for many people that if you have your own baggage and just like she said, she has her own personal you know, situation that happened to her, that comes into play in your life. So if you don't deal with everything that you have inside, mm-hmm. then it, it it plays out in person. And that's probably why he felt sorry for her. It had to have been something that he probably went through or something somebody else went through and it was just triggering something in him and then just made him feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. That but makes it sense. Had to do with the situation. It had more so to do with him.
1: And it's That's person to person, said, right? Like it, yeah. it's a person to person thing. It can't, you know, my experience is your ex, is not your experience. So mm-hmm. you might have a different response. Yeah,
2: everybody got their own yeah. baggage.
1: Like Erica,
0: yeah.
2: bag lady,
1: <laughs> <right>?
0: <laughs> you know, they stay carry it right because yeah. I, I I know my response, and and that would not have been his his worst. <laughs> <What>? No. <laughs> and, something tri- and something could have triggered you to be like. If, this this is why I need to run. I know if I'm triggered, I I'm going to react in a violent manner. I am prone to violence. I know this. I I know myself. I'm I'm very self aware. I have done a lot of unattractive work on bettering myself, so I am wholly conscious of the good, the bad, the ugly. Which is why I prefer to be, you know, in a good time. Like I like to to stick to a jam because anything else, if, if I'm pushed too far. I am prone to violence for a, a million reasons. Growing up in the Bronx, being one of them when I grew up in the Bronx, but just also shit that I honestly wasn't even cognizant of until like, I started talking about it and just like experiences I had that I probably shouldn't have had. But again, I grew up in the Bronx in the eighties. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it was what it was. And because I'm prone to violence, I try to like, <laughs> I try to give people, listen, Give me my six feet without this pandemic. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to put this bar <laughs> card up for <to> fucking rest. <laughs> <ass. laughs> <So dumb. laughs> <Damn. laughs> Pull your
2: mask down. I
0: wanna see That's it. I wanna beat Amy Cooper's ass. I'm not even gonna
1: lie to you. I would have <laughs> beat think, Amy think you Cooper's got to, ass in so that party. There's up. a long line of the dogs. The so that's all. <laughs> i, mean, I would have fucking
0: beat her i would have stabbed that dog i keep a knife on me i would have fucking harmed that dog i would have harmed her i know that i'm prone to violence which is why i don't like to get in the shit leave me alone i'm not the bar baby just leave me be i'm not trying to fuck with nobody i don't want nobody fucking with me but people are really fucking feeling empowered to do the bullshit these days like i read today this morning that um actually i saw the video excuse me i didn't read it i watched this shit a woman coughed on a fucking baby in a restaurant because she didn't want to wear a mask bruh understand i would beat the brakes off a bitch i ain't even got no kids and that shit had me in an uproar this morning you coughed on a baby and the baby was in the struggle damn it's not even like it's a you know a toddler of age walking around. No, she walked over to their stroller. First of all, why you that close? Six feet. Back the fuck up. Then you cough intentionally on a baby. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and send me them newports because I'm gonna be in motherfucking Bedford <laughs> or Orange County lockup. Ain't no way. Like that's not even my kid, and I couldn't have seen no shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I feel like they. Feel, a lot of people feel like they're losing
2: control. Yeah um, Yes I gotta be- My lighting is so angry Like Why is asking you to put on your mask a big deal If it, if you don't have it on Then guess what You can leave What, what is, is it Yeah. It's like it's, simple. Simple. it's a power struggle right now It's a power struggle It's a power struggle And they're losing And they don't like it Because they're reaping That reap is a motherfucker. <laughs> That's what it is That's what it definitely is And Slowly but surely. They,
0: they they are weeping. So, I just want to give you ladies a minute or two to just kind of give us some final thoughts on good self-care techniques while we are still pushing through the original pandemic and the, the COVID pandemic. Either one of you feel free to go. I'll, I'll
2: start. I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> um, I think one is staying connected to people. Even if it's virtually, I stay... Talk and see somebody every single day. Even if you're working from home, turn that camera on sometime with those meetings, even though you don't want people to see you looking no, like you with your hair looking a mess. <laughs> I say turn the cameras on because you need that interaction. People need to see other people. Um, I say lose yourself in a movie. I say movies are really good, and binge watching right now is really good. Catch up on shows that you haven't seen. 'Cause it sometimes just takes your mind somewhere else and I think that's very helpful. What I've been doing, I've been looking at old pictures. That helps like that nostalgia of, oh, I used to travel, I was here, I was there. And it just it just makes you feel like this hope and, and when this is over <laughs> when this is over, you get to you get to do that again and you pray that, you know, you just make it through that. You know, and do that. And also exercising, I think, is very important because even if you can't get to the gym, there's so many free workouts right now because everybody's stuck at home. You can do a 15-minute workout, 20-minute anything just to get your body moving because being still is not good because it just idles your mind. And that's what a lot of people with mental illness right now, it's hard for them just because – you're sitting in your thoughts and that is so dangerous for some people. Like, that's not that's not who I am. You know, I don't suffer from any mental illness, but if you're suffering from anxiety or depression and you're sitting alone and you're just thinking, that's what messes you up. Cause you're just thinking, thinking, you're not watching TV, you're not talking to nobody, you're just sitting in your thoughts. And if you start journaling, sometimes people even journaling for them, it's not helpful because you are in your thoughts and you're not sharing it with anybody. You're not talking to nobody, so I say virtual therapy visits. If you need that, all these therapists are online right now. I say talk to them. Um, people think they don't need therapists; we all do. Yes, we all have stuff that we're dealing with, and for those who suffer from it illness, you definitely need to talk to someone. So those are my self-care tips, and just pick up a new hobby, cook. You know, draw if you're drawing. Play the guitar. Learn the instrument. YouTube
1: is your friend right now, and utilize that. Thanks, Tina. Esther, I would say mindfulness is very, 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 very good to the soul. Um, be accept accepting and acknowledging that the time is hard, and and like Tina said. Manage your feelings and, and own your feelings, and it's okay to go from being happy one day and sad the next. But acknowledge that if it's getting worse, it's okay to seek professional help because there isn't anything wrong with that. Um, it's it's trying times. We're expected to still perform the same way as if it was normal, and and you could, that's stressful on anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, journaling, taking walks. Uh, I I always um, I've been encouraging my, you know, my previous team that i worked with is that have a day of, um, like without zoom calls, without video calls, let's go back to how it used to be when you just have teleconferences because zoom and any video conferencing you're on stage and that's also stressful. So how do you, mm-hmm. I'm talking about our, the professionals that, that have to continuously use video conferencing to stay, to stay at work incorporate just the telephone alone conference at least once a week to keep yourself off the stage, the walking, um, be mindful that social distancing is not social distancing. It's you physically not being next to somebody. So that means you're socializing can still happen and you have to find a different way to socialize Yes. And still keep your social, your physical distance from other people. So whether that's yes. journaling, taking the walk, watching your movie binge, Ray Donovan, I still think is the shit. So- it got <laughs> bad, girl. It got bad. I had to tap out after like. No, I took it all the way. I took it all. No, that shit had fell quarantine all the way. had me. <laughs> quarantine had me. Quarantine had me. Queen of the South. I'm about to jump on that too. Season five. Yeah, that's a bad bitch. I gotta finish season so- four. You know, find yes, find yes, something, yeah. find yes. something that releases the normal. The normal normal is a setting on a dryer, so don't use that. But it's just all about just finding a different space for your piece because mm-hmm. your piece is everything. Yes, those anyway. are
0: great tips, uh, except for binging Ray Donovan. That was a <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> <laughs> and I good do. that better. I, I just want to let everybody know if you choose to binge Ray Donovan, don't blame Black Girl SOS for that shit because we're not
1: co-signing I say you should.
0: Go for it. We're not co-signing that at all. But ladies, those are great tips. This was a great conversation and I really appreciate you guys hopping on Black Girl SOS with me. Thank you. I am so grateful to my good sisters that came on and spoke to us today. And then I also wanted to just let you know that um, Cheryl Donald, some of us, some of you may know her, if you're in the New York city running community, um, very dope sister. She is, um, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, I'm correct she's a licensed uh family therapist and she is having a black clinicians collective on thursday july 16th from 9 to ten thirty a.m and it's going to be on zoom i have the flyer posted on the ig story for black girl sos i will post it on the page and i will also um i will also add i'll add her information to the bio and I'll add it to the bottom of the video. But if you are a black clinician, um, wherever you are, please try to join in. Um, we really do need a collective of Just clinicians that understand our story understand what we're going through that can really talk to us in our experience. Um, and that's not to say that if you if you're you're professional of your mental health professional of your therapist or whatever is someone who's not of color that this person isn't helping you or can't help you it's just to say that there is a lot to be said for having someone who can walk in your shoes who has walked in your shoes hear your story and be able to give you feedback and give you advice and get just give you tools and tips on how to get through this Um, and so Getting that collected together, I think is so dope. And I think it's so important. And no, Cheryl did not ask me to, <laughs> she didn't ask me to plug it. I'm not being paid to plug it. I just think it's really dope. I think it's really important. Um, I'm always happy to support any substantive work that any of us are doing to move the doll forward and, and you know, get us all to a better place. So like I said, I'm going to share that information and um, you can follow her on Instagram at Black Pearl runs and she has the link in her bio for that zoom again that zoom is on July 16th and it's from 9 it's from 9 to ten thirty a.m eastern time so with that being said I thank you so much for joining me I thank you so much for subscribing if you have already if you have not stop wilding out do me that solid and um, you know, click subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Yes, I need you to subscribe on all the platforms. A lot of people have asked me about the Black Girl SOS shirts. They are coming soon. I'm working on it. Um, first of all, I appreciate that you guys are even interested in merch. And I'm working on it. I'm trying to secure a you know a black-owned, preferably woman-owned uh, provider to get these done. So. I am not able to move as quickly as I want to, because I just want to make sure that I'm still paying a good price, (laughs) like I'm still about my money, but I do want to make sure that I, you know, support our endeavors, every opportunity I get. So, you know, I'm trying to sort that out and hopefully I'll be able to get this, I'll be able to get some merch out by the end of the summer. I put that on tape so that you all can hold me accountable to making sure that I'm making all efforts to get merch out and merch available. But again, I thank you guys so much. Excuse me, I thank you gals so much. I really appreciate all the support, all the feedback. Please continue to chime in in the comments on IG, chime in in the comments and YouTube, subscribe, share, tell a friend. And until next time, you have a good one.
2: The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And